since there is no difference between males and females, then there's no reason why a male cannot be a female or a female be a male if they perceive themselves as such. Welcome. I am Dr. Douglas Peak, and I am your Salty Pastor. Now, the purpose of the Salty Pastor podcast is to help you grow in your faith with two 30-minute podcasts each week. The first one drops on a Tuesday and focuses on teaching you the Bible, what it says and what it means. The second drops on a Thursday of the same week, and it focuses on how to take the biblical principles we discussed on Tuesday and apply them to the real world situations. Finally, the sermon on the following Sunday encapsulates what was discussed on the Salty Pastor. Now, people are using the Salty Pastor podcast to grow in their faith in a tangible, easy to format way. The Salty Pastor is not designed to tell people what to think, what to wear, what music to listen to, or what dietary habits they should have. It is designed to help you think for yourself, grow your faith, so you develop strength, courage, confidence while navigating this life. Now, these special episodes are designed to help you get the most out of the Salty Pastor and jump into the current podcasts without having to go back and listen to a hundred episodes in order to catch up. These specials cover basic ideologies that I often reference or have discussed at length in the past. So by listening to these specials, you are ready to dive headlong into the Salty Pastor Podcasts and watch your faith grow. So today we're going to try to answer the question, what in the Sam Hill is postmodernism? Now, there was nothing more boring in high school or college than studying philosophy. But what if I were to tell you that philosophy is just a set of beliefs on which you build your life? Everyone has a personal philosophy of life, a set of core values or beliefs that guide the decisions they make, the things they do, and what they enjoy and what they don't really like. Postmodernism is simply a set of beliefs that guide people throughout life. So when the thought leaders in our society say we are a postmodern society, what they really mean is that there are a majority of people in America who share these common beliefs. So if you had to give these common beliefs a name about what they believe, you would call those beliefs postmodern. So what exactly are these beliefs? Well, in order to understand them, I need to give you a little background first. Postmodernism was a belief system developed as a reaction to a current philosophy of the age, basically called modernism. That's why they call it postmodernism, after modernism. This was over a 600-year period. There was what was called modernity. Now, Dr. Rodney Stark, in his book, How the West Was Won, he states the term modernity identifies a period of time where scientific knowledge and procedures, powerful technologies, artistic achievements, political freedoms, economic arrangements, and moral sensibilities, and improved standards. Those are improved standards were exemplified only in the West. Modernity had different philosophical influences like 
naturalism, Platonism, uh, secular Aristotelianism, rationalism, existentialism, German idealism. You get the point. All this was called the Enlightenment. And these beliefs ruled the world from the 14th century all the way up to the 20th century. Now, here are some of the people you may have heard of who were these type of Enlightenment thinkers or from modernity. In science, there was Descartes, Francois Bacon, Galileo, Kepler, uh, Hubble, Isaac Newton, Einstein. In politics, there were empiricists like John Locke, George Berkeley, and David Hume. There was Rousseau, Voltaire, Sartre. There was uh, Thomas Hobbes, Montesquieu, Thomas Paine, and Thomas Jefferson. In philosophy, there was Immanuel Kant, Hegel, Soren Kierkegaard, Frederick Nietzsche, and then most modern was Aldous Huxley and Bertrand Russell. Now these people had one basic common belief and it ran through all the different philosophical flavors and here's what they were. First of all, there is a truth and that truth exists outside of us. I guess you could call it objective. It's kind of like a, a hidden island, and you can't see it with the naked eye, but you know it's there. Number two, human beings can develop techniques and experiments to determine what is absolute truth. Even though we can't see where this island is, we can figure out where it is. Therefore, in essence, truth is in a separate category all on its own, and what is in that category can be discovered and known. Now this belief is what launched the industrial revolution, the scientific revolution, the enlightenment, which is commonly referred to as a point where we use brain power to solve problems. It also uh, launched the technical revolution. There was an explosion in mathematics, physics, astronomy, nuclear fission, mechanics, quantum mechanics, and so on. Now this is all the stuff that allows you to be treated for cancer, fly to Cabo for a vacay, choose when to start having kids, or make TikToks on your phone with your teenager, and people in China can tag you with heart emojis, all because of the Enlightenment. Now here are some of the basic beliefs that filter down into the culture for the everyday common person, we call them values, that kind of uh, direct your life. First of all, this. Human beings are sentient individuals. You have the right to think for yourself and make your own decisions. You have autonomy simply by the fact that you exist. This is the idea in the Declaration of Independence, where it says that all men are created equal. The other value that's filtered into our lives is this one. No one can own you or force you to do things against your will unless your will defies the truth. In other words, if you're kind of crazy and you think that your will is to take over the world, yeah, we're not going to let you do that. Number three, human beings should self-determine. In other words, people do better when they're given information, they can make better choices, and that's better for society and better for everyone. There's also some things are better than other things. Some choices are better than other choices. Not all options are equal, and if you pick better, you have better outcomes. Finally, some ideas then are better than other ideas. 
if you get enough information that is accurate, then you can make a better decision about your life. So you can finally, with all this data, build on the knowledge of the past in order to have a better future. So all of this wound up together, and I guess you could call it somewhat optimistic that we could always get better by learning and discovering more objective truth. So once you understand what modernism is, now you can understand why postmoderns don't like it. First of all, they came up with an alternative set of beliefs on which to build your life that were the opposite of modernity. Postmoderns believe that there is no objective or real truth. And this has a really far reaching impact on everyday life. First of all, people make truth claims only for the purpose of exercising power over other people. Therefore, anyone in charge who gives direction or exercises leadership can't be trusted because they are making a power play. So how does this work out? Well, here's some illustrations. Traditionally, objective things like math, science, logic, and reasoning were respected. Today, they're viewed as power plays since there is no absolute truth. Other things like chain of command in the military, maybe the rules of the road when you're driving, or simply following instructions on how to put IKEA furniture together are all power plays and not to be trusted. Also, societies form around objective truths about human beings. And since there are no objective truths about human beings, then the point of society has nothing to do about what the philosopher John Locke called a social contract, common beliefs that bring us together. It simply is existing to affirm any belief that anybody has. You can see that that can be really pretty radical. Second thing that postmoderns believe is that morality is relative or subjective, simply meaning that there is no real good or evil in the world. It's all gray depending upon your perspective. One way this works out is this. Today people say, well, one's man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. And so what they do is they say anybody who does something is the same regardless of their intent or motivation. Number three, postmoderns believe that there are only stories or narratives. Therefore, your story, your narrative trumps everyone else's story. What you are experiencing is the only real truth that exists out there. This is where terminology or phrases come from like this. You need to discover your own truth. You need to go out and own your truth. This, of course, changes the whole point of society. Instead of society building around a common truth that we all agree on, society exists to affirm whatever reality you choose to believe. And that's why things can get so nutty. A fourth thing that postmoderns believe is this. Your perspective is true no matter what. You see, what your story tells you is true or the reality that you've chosen to believe tells you is true is true. And since there are no objective facts, objective science, objective logic, then whatever you perceive to be true is true. So when someone says, hey, I was robbed, it doesn't matter if something was actually stolen. The fact that they believed it 
makes it real. Or if someone says, I was discriminated against, it doesn't matter if there was actual discrimination, only the fact that they believe it happened makes it real. Postmodern thinkers believe what is true is socially constructed. So what this means is that the place you grew up, your culture, determines the truth that you believe. And since they are socially constructed, they are arbitrary, meaning they're not based in any objective truth or objective historical fact. Now, a perfect example of this value today is the idea that there is absolutely no difference between males and females. The notion that men are, might be more interested in protecting or competition or battle, and women generally might be more interested in nurturing, building community and people, is only a social contract, construct. It has nothing to do with your biology or history. Now, there used to be a debate called nurture versus nature. And the point of the debate was to figure out what is influencing you. In postmodernism, there is no nature. It's only nurture or a social construct. As a matter of fact, since there is no difference between males and females, then there's no reason why a male cannot be a female or a female be a male if they perceive themselves as such. This is Dr. Douglas Peak helping you understand what in the Sam Hill is postmodernism. This ends episode one. Listen to episode two for its conclusion. <laughs>